Hey, hey, Rambo. Hey, hey. How's it going? Going good. It's going good. It's a red hot day here today. Another red hot day. Well, the sun is shining. Did you do anything? Yesterday was the solstice, the longest day of the year. Did you know it was the solstice? Did you do anything? Fun yeah, yeah. To celebrate the solstice. I don't celebrate it. No, but <laughs> I didn't notice any difference. Um, just an extraordinarily long day. Yeah. It, well, well, just to talk about it, so that then it's weird how I seen in the, the Patreon thing about Beyonce released her song on Break My Soul on the longest day of the year. Break My Solstice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's something yeah, it, coordinated to that. Did you read the lyrics? Did you read? Yeah. Well, it broke my soul trying to listen to the song. Like, <laughs> it really it's not did. a good. It's not a great song. I like Beyonce. I think some of her music is just absolutely incredible. I mean, it just gets stuck in your head, and she's got some great, great songs. But this ain't it. I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't enjoy this. This anthem. This new. This it's, this new direction she's taking. But the lyrics are pretty interesting. Talks about vibrating on a higher level. Yeah. Shout out Realize that. Radio. But my dad said that that song was, was released 30 years ago. It's mm. a, the lyrics are old. What? It's a remake of an of an it's yeah. a template? She's yeah. she uh huh. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. Speaking of that dang sun, nothing absolutely nothing new under the sun. That they're doing that with Hollywood. You know, they're they're just remaking old moot there's no new storylines anymore. It's just remakes of remakes and remakes. I have to look yeah. into that. Beyonce's new song is an old It's song. a remake because I said it to him. He's like, yeah, it's a remake. That's 30 years old. Like, Does he say okay. who did he remember who sang it? No, I'll find out in a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's one of those songs. It's like sounds to me like I, honestly, it's like I think it's about five minutes long. About two minutes in it, I was just soul broken. I had to turn it off. Uh, yeah. But I was I had the lyrics up and I, I did read the lyrics, then it just repeats and repeats and repeats, doesn't yeah, it? Lot of repeat, it's lot one of those stuff. like radio songs that you don't like and then you find yourself whistling it like because yes. it's been played that much. You know, yeah. they make you've talked about this a lot, those yeah. uniforms. Yeah. Yeah, like they make you kind of want it, don't they? It's one of those tunes that will catch on eventually whether you like it or not. You know they call it a hook, you know, those those really catchy and how they call us the, the queen. We talked about this before, haven't we? The drag queen, like the queen of the drags, the queen of the show. There is a, well, she really doesn't look, all the promotional material that's coming out now, it does not look like her. It doesn't look like Beyonce. I mean, it's it's classically drag-like, you know, where she just has this masculinity to it, this overdoneness, I'd say, that's kind of typical of of males impersonating females where, you know, especially the, in the drag queen culture where they just have like the overdone makeup, the humongous hair, the ridiculous outfits. It's kind of a- she looks more manly every time I see her, really. Every time, yeah. There's something, yeah, Queen Bey. So what else we think about, like she is, so they say she's worth 440 million pounds or dollars. Wow. Do we think that these celebrities actually have this money that, the the media claim that they are, they have I don't think they do. Ooh, great question, Rambo. That reminds me of all those Forbes li- richest man in the world lists. You know, Elon Musk right now is supposedly the richest human being on the planet. I don't. I, well, first of all, we've had this discussion many times. I think these are characters. They're entities. They're essentially shell companies. Yeah. They are. They're not actual individuals like you or I who operate in in this realm like like we do they, I believe that these characters really just exist on paper and in pixels and in person with all the ways we've discussed with you know yeah. impersonators and da 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 and theatric all the all the theatrics whether it's special effects or digital or just in person stuff we've talked about this many many times but do they actually exist in a way that they have a bank account and they and they, they just go to the bank and say, I want to draw a million out you know, today. Can I get a couple million? I got to go buy that new Bugatti. You know, I got to. I don't think so. I go and buy a new. You know, and none of these homes, if you were to try to look up the celebrity homes, like Beyonce's homes or, or uh, Kanye West's homes or whatever, you know, there's there's this complicated, again, shell game where nothing's bought by these individuals. It's all through these ancillary companies, these, these in-betweens, these shell companies yeah. that, that are set up to protect the privacy of the owner and protect the privacy of the transaction and blah, blah, blah. And uh, sure, yeah, sure. There, people do use these third-party shell companies 
and all sorts of different maneuvers to do this, to have privacy with transactions. But I do not believe that that's actually what's happening with, let's say, a Beyonce or, you know, your Kanye West who's out in Calabasas trying to unload that house he had with Kim or whatever. I don't believe that these are real individuals engaging in these real transactions. And no, I don't believe the bank accounts belong to them. I don't believe the money is... In that money on their name, again, we spoke about this, it just adds to the power and the influence and everyone wants to get to that level like she's worth 440 million she's got all these things i'm aiming to be like yeah her Ooh, or him one day. it's the carrot on the stick it's the classic dangling carrot we're not just jealous is not the right word but we're not just envious of or desirous we're not just desirous of their level of fame and infamy and you know, all the, 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 the trappings that go with being quote unquote famous, there's all these different, you know, the, the style element where they're wearing these labels, these clothes that are, you know, shoes that cost $4,000 or something totally unattainable to the, to the average Joe. And, and also, you know, the, the, the number that they have in the bank account is absolutely, is so untouchable to the reality of the average human. We're never going to see a bank account in our lifetimes that gets anywhere near that. And 440 I think, million as the balance. I'd want to see. I want to see a celebrity go up and show us their bank account. Not right. that it's, they, they can't do it because it's not like you say. They're not real people. That money is not. Re- they're just at their part. The money doesn't matter to them because they're part of the manipulation of us. Do you know, like right. the, the money is not. Nothing, that's nothing that they know that we want. Like the average person wants that money and wants to be like that. It's the dream, the selling. The selling of the American dream. dream. And that extreme (laughs) fortune, that extreme reward for the fame is something that they want us to be chasing as well. hard work, they always say. All the hard hard work. gets you where you need, Joe. You know, it's a lot of hard work, Rambo, to recreate a song that already existed 30 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) And we have this thing on our local radio station on how the old, how they've run, they're running out of melodies and they reuse the same. And it's pretty interesting to listen. They go through songs of like where it's the same tune in the background, yeah. kind of. They're using I the same. I love that. That's an audio template. I love that. I grew up listening to oldies, like 50s, 60s, and 70s, 40s, 50s, and 60s with my dad, and they're on the radio, the oldies station, as we used to call it. Now the oldies station is like 90s. It's <laughs> like, no, too much. But I kind of got this foundation of the, of like a baseline of this musicality. And now whenever I'm listening to music by whoever, I'll, I'll get this, this, this flash in my mind of, I've heard this before. I heard that hook. Yeah. I've heard that beat. I've heard that, that, and it drives me bonkers because I usually can't remember the lyrics of the old song. Did they like, lower look it your and- vibration, these same melodies that I think possibly, Did they, can they lower you a bit without realizing and Music certainly does. Is it all bad? This is my thing. Is it all bad? Are all musicians like? I feel like obviously the big, big ones. You can, are they? They're putting out music to kind of lower your vibration. I feel like they put certain things drag you down, or they take you. Like the lyrics kind of can make you a bit depressed on some of them, can't they? Without realizing, yeah. and if it's repeat all day or every day on the radio, like it is. Yeah. Well, I've been like come across this guy. He's not really well known, and I've been listening to his music, and it kind of ra- I feel like he raises my. Oh, who's that? It's called Cota the Friend. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's like an unknown artist, and he's like quite. He's an American, and he's hmm. not massively known. I think he's got like three hundred thousand or something, and he doesn't sign to anybody. Apparently, I don't know how true this is, but he's been about for years, and he's like under the radar, and he's kind of been through all his stuff, and he's got he kind of like. I don't know. I'm kind of into it at the minute. I kind of like what he, the, the kind of message he puts out there, whether he's in on the deception or what, I don't know, but he's kind of get that feeling that how he's unknown, really. Kind of unknown. It's... Does music lower or raise our vibration? Yeah, I think absolutely. To your original question, I do believe that popular music, especially mm. the ones that you were mentioning, those ones that you hear on the radio, radio a music. couple times, and then it just gets stuck in your head, and you do not want it in your head, and then it's just, you You're can't do anything it without about it. even realizing. Yes. <laughs> I do believe that there is a strong 
plan and purpose for those types of musical messages. Everything is a message. Everything is a coded frequency, a coded vibration. And language, color, sounds, sights, literally everything that comes into our sensory experience through our ears, through our eyes, through our touch feel, everything is is a message. It's a it's a vibratory message. It's a it's a frequency. And I do believe that we are a sum total. Each individual human being is a sum total of internal and external frequencies, internal vibrations and external vibrations. Human vibration. You know, if you were to measure us measure us, we individually would have our own unique frequency, our own specific vibe that is unique to us, almost as a fingerprint, as unique as a fingerprint. And I do believe that when we take in certain frequencies, willingly or unwillingly, knowingly or unknowingly, we do change our vibe. We can raise it, we can lower it, and sometimes we can think we're raising it, but we actually lower it, like with some of that crazy-ass music, you know? it's. Yeah. It's like some songs, that's what we've called like time travel before. Like you can hear a song, it could be good or bad. It can be something that's good. Like I think, hey, I like that. Or I have a good memory from hearing a song. Might bring you a bad memory. Do you know what I mean? Like it's time, in a way, music can make you time travel back in the day. I can remember like photographically bits from when I was a child, just just through certain songs. Do you know, when I hear it in the background. And Yeah, I'd say music you know, they've done a lot of studies with um, Alzheimer's patients and they play music that is familiar to them in their heyday. You know, let's say it's a hundred year old man in the nursing home. They would play music from his thirties or forties, you know, really old timey music. And they just come to life, reanimate these, these people that are somewhat comatose, you know, the, the, the living dead essentially, you know, just yeah. kind of sitting there in a stupor. Kim- the music can bring them back to life in a way that is unlike any medication that you could jolt them with or any sort of procedure that you could, you know, put up upon them. It is, it is a magical like therapy. Yeah. It's like, a- yeah. I mean, they do have music therapy. There's some um, sound healing. I see a lot, a lot is on Instagram. I think it's getting more and more popular, but these sound healers that, play against these bowls. They hit a, t- yeah. um, a mallet against like, the bowl. Ooh, and each bowl has its own frequency. Ooh, and someone just sits there, or lays down, and then the, the person laying down gets a sound bath, is what it's called, a sound bath. And it's supposed to be healing frequencies. You know, I grew up with a gong in my house. Are you familiar with what a gong is? That doing. Yeah. Yeah, a, a really, a Balinese gong. When we lived in Jakarta... We had a lot of Balinese, Indonesian uh, furniture. You know, when you're there, you just have what's there. And one of those pieces that we kept with us when we traveled back to the United States was a beautiful gong. And I just loved smashing the shit out of that thing. When I was a kid, I'd be like, Mom, can I gong the gong? She'd be like, no, your father's sleeping. Don't you dare. And I'd be like, Mom. (laughs) And whenever nobody was in the house, like if I I was home from school or something, I would just be there just like bashing that gong as loud as I could. And, you know, you could just feel, I loved it because as a kid, I could feel the vibration resonating through my body. I could feel it in my teeth. Like my teeth would begin to chatter. I could just feel the sound moving in me, moving with, through me, different than I was able to experience like just with listening to the radio at that time or my little, you know, my Sony Walkman or whatever. I, this was my first time really being, being, having a bodily experience through through sound and I'd maybe eat. sound and music was originally good and it's been like kind of hijacked to lower your vibration on the radio because everyone listens to those main that yeah. main crap don't they another thing that i found interesting about that beyonce going back to her is the the this the track break my soul is track six on the album hmm. <laughs> like they made that known it was number yeah. six oh on i saw the that album. when she just released it was yeah. like six break my soul yeah. and then it was just thought, black hmm. blackness yeah the, hmm you know, Beyonce's, I, I was just thinking, I want to do a deep dive on her history. I did a, I did a little one. She's from Houston, Texas gal, fellow Texan. Mm. But there's something so mysterious about her, quote unquote, early life. And this is something that we've encountered with all these massive, massive celebrities is they just sort of 
appear. You know, they, they yeah. just kind of burst onto the scene fully formed where they didn't exist in any form prior. And their histories are, you know, like the early life section of Wikipedia is remarkably empty or it usually, they all, one of the hallmarks of these false characters is their early life includes something along the lines of they were a loner or they moved around a lot. You know, these, these little messages of so nobody why knows no them. one would know them. Exactly. Nobody's it's ever like, heard of this person. Oh, it's because they were a loner. Oh, it's because they moved around a lot. Tom Hanks is especially, he went to some university and he said, you know, he didn't have any friends in college because he spent all of his time in the, in the, in the theater, in the movie theater. And he mm. never went to school. And that's just why so no- I did. Yeah, I like, with like Beyonce and these big stars that come out, like there's, there is artists out there that never really make it. They can make something from it. They can come become local celebrities, but can never become world famous. Do you know what right. I mean? So they're not. Right. That's where I'm talking about this guy. That I was just mentioning, and, and I reckon anyone should listen to. Just check him out. Let Say me know what you think again. of him. Say his name one more time. Kota, the the friend, that's his name, Kota, the C-O-T-A friend. C-O-T-A or K-O-T-A? Yes, C-O-K-O-T-A. K-O-T-A, Kota. Oh, and Kota, C-O-D-A, Kota is a musical term. I think it's like the start of a musical stanza. I just find these lyrics very like, I don't know, something to it. There's real? something. You find them real? Yeah, real, like he's real yeah. and he's how he's been going for years and years and years and never really gone anywhere. Do you know, like he's never been on the... MTV mm. or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? He's all yeah. only kind of exists on YouTube, really, to be honest. Like, mm. as far as and I they know, tell I'm, us that people can be discovered on YouTube. Justin Bieber's whole backstory was a, <laughs> was a YouTube oh. sensation. He got discovered by Usher from his YouTube videos. Yeah, right. <sighs> did you see Justin Bieber's like facial? Did it talk? Did it talk? I thought it was yes, talk about, like, his Toy facial, Story templates where he had yeah, that little that one broken eye eye. and all this stuff. Yes. Yeah, and his wife, Haley Bieber, she had a, a stroke. I mean, they're they're really playing they're linking up. it to the vaccine. They're linking it to they? the vaccine. Yeah, um, and I believe this is medical theater. This is this is theater to make us be fearful. The the mass, the majority of people have gotten the jab. Let's just say that. And so now, all these people that got it, now they're. They're planting a seed of extraordinary fear because they're watching all these news stories about people that got the jab and now are suffering these dire consequences. And they're going, oh, my God, I got five of those jabs. Is this going to happen to me? You know, and that's what they want. They they want that to be planted. I know quite a lot of people say about five people that only got one jab and didn't go on to get the others based on online stuff and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. And me as well. <laughs> All that cardio. Oh, and you, because you're telling, you're like, okay, yeah. it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't real. <laughs> it ain't yeah, real. but I know, I could say quite a few people that just had the, the one jab, but then I also know people that have had them all and would have another one. And it's all mm-hmm. about going on holiday. Like everything, yeah. like most people who are Dino who's had it all, it's all about holiday. Like, I'm, oh, I'm not staying here just over a jab. I'm not, not going on holiday just over a jab, do you know? Right. That's the same thing, but. Like a lot of people still claim like locally to me that they've had COVID and oh, I've got COVID or I'm, don't go, if you cough, oh, I'm not, not near me, you got COVID. Like, <laughs> Let's not forget that humans get sick seasonally. It happens. It's a natural, normal part of being on this planet as a human body system is we get sick. And that usually represents in the form of the common cold or flu. And we've talked about this many times. I believe that the rhetoric around coronavirus ramps up in these times that the majority of human beings go through like a, you know, there's something called the summer cold. I'm actually experiencing the summer cold right now. It's just a regular cold. And if you look up the way that a cold progresses, it's pretty standard. It's, it's just It's just a standard cycle that the body goes through to expel toxins, waste from the cellular system. We do it. It's it's just how our bodies clean out when we do it. Like every animal, like every or, organic entity, we have a regular cleaning out cycle. And I think that sometimes that it might not be every year or every six months. Like at one point I wasn't ill for years. I felt like it didn't come around for me for years. And then all of a sudden it can come on for a week of... You know, maybe your cellular 
entity did not need to have the cleaning out process. There's times where I believe we are living in line with, I think, you know, st I think stress is the biggest harbinger of whether or not we will succumb to a form of illness, a form of sickness. I think that dis-ease within the mind creates disease in the body. And yeah. when we let our guards down, and by guards, I mean our loose, our, our loose defenses. When we, when, we become, when we become overwhelmed by stressful situations, coupled with maybe not taking that great of care of yourself, not getting the sleep you need, not getting the nutrition you need, not hydrating, the whole, the gamut, the gamut of just yeah. basic taking care of yourself, we will succumb. We'll get the cold. We'll get the flu. And it can be pretty bad. It can be pretty bad. No, and this is any... Anytime. This is this is not just COVID 2020 on. This is this is all time through all history. And I think that some people get sick more often than others because of the way that their life is lived. Yeah. And and there would be some times where I'm like you, where I will go a really really long time without being ill at all. And I'm like I'm invincible. I'm amazing. I'm magic. And then. You know, this this year has actually been a tough one. I've been going through some like personal stress stuff and dealing with like you know family is like the biggest solution. I've had some yeah. family stuff that I'm having to deal with, and I have found that this year I've been sick twice. I know better. I know that I need to take better, better care of myself. I know that I have all these things that I can do to keep myself from getting into these states where I'm primed to let whatever happen happen. But I did it. You know, I didn't protect myself, and here I am. I've got the the hoarse voice and you know, the sniffles and, but I don't, I'm not running to the hills. I, I'm just, I'm just letting my body do its thing. And I also don't take, my mom's like, you need to get some Dayquil. You need to get some NyQuil. I, I actually don't. I don't like taking any sort of over-the-counter medicine. It just masks the symptoms. Yeah, it may temporarily make you feel better, but I, I strongly believe that our bodies have everything they need to do that type of job. We just need to supplement we just need to hydrate and put nutrition, proper nutrition in, and get some sun. Get some sunshine. Speaking of the solstice, get that sunlight. Get that low angle, you know, morning sun on your face. Get that evening sun on your face. It's so good for the human body system. You know, for the solstice, I, I, I for some reason, I'm kind of have a love hate relationship with the sun. We talked about this last time. It burns my retinas, but I just love being in the sun. And last year, I did a bike ride around the lake. I actually didn't even realize it was a solstice, but I did um, a nice bike ride. It was, you know, like 20 miles or so. And I got back and I was like, man, the sun is just still shining. Why is it not dark yet? And I realized last year it was, I was like, oh, it's the solstice. It's the longest day of the year, of course. And so this year, I was like, I'm going to do another bike ride on the solstice. I have to. And I wasn't feeling so great, but I was like, you just got it. You got to do it. And I did it. And I'm so glad I did. The longest day of the year for did me. Did it feel longer for you? Did the day oh, yeah. feel like a longer day? I will tell you, in this week leading up to the solstice, there's there was like, I almost, I mean, I almost get like a depression because there's too much light. It's like, what am I gonna do with all of this day? What am I gonna do? I got up at 5:30 a.m. and I was like, oh my god, I have 17 hours of sunlight left. Like, what am I gonna do with all this time? It kind of felt overwhelming. It, it felt a little overwhelming. And so, you know, now leading up to the solstice, every day gets one minute longer. So, you know, we're at the dead of winter, the winter, the winter solstice is the shortest day of the year. And then leading up to the solstice, every day gets one minute longer. And now that we've reached our peak, we've reached the summer solstice every day from now till the equinox, we're going to get one minute, approximately oh, one minute God. shorter every yeah. single day. The, the d amount of daylight that we encounter in our daily life is going to decrease by one minute every single day. And you won't notice that on a day-to-day -day basis. You really, you don't. But all of a sudden, you know, come August, come September, October. Darker and darker oh, earlier. <laughs> darker and darker. This does go to the, the discussion though here in the United States. I'm not sure if they're having that over there. I know that you guys have... It doesn't time exactly with our daylight savings time, but you guys have your own your own switch yeah. that you do. But they're really discussing now for the first time. I mean, they always talk about it, but in the government echelon, they're actually talking about doing away with it, doing away with this quote unquote daylight savings scheme. I don't know. I mean, I, I think they just change at the time to mess with us, just to just to keep us from ever 
having any sort of um, firm ground, any sort, you know, just when we're getting used to something a certain way, they're like, whoops, now it's changed, you know. An hour change, an hour, yeah. yeah. And it really does affect you, you know. um, They say that when we lose an hour, you know, that, that when we, when we spring forward and we actually lose one hour of sleep, there's a significant amount of heart attacks and, and um, pulmonary issues and all of the it, people presenting with angina, which is kind of a, a pre-heart attack or something that mimics a heart attack. There is a significant increase in these types of events within the medical community. It, it actually weighs on the body. It stresses the body to lose that just a simple hour of sleep. And also we kind of get, we stress about it. We, you know, and oh, the changing of the clocks and it's this whole ordeal. I do think that there's something that, that happens to the body when, when we, when we tweak, even in that minor, minor micro way, just one little hour, what's one little hour going to do? Well, I think it's, it could and, and does something significant to Definitely. our body system. Have you ever, I've, I've worked a job before where I worked a night shift and then when mm. you'd come off and I'd always feel ill all the time, you know, on your yeah. days off. So it's, that, it's like, yeah. in, even in that, that's another thing I could You know, I've never worked change. personally, I've never worked nights. I can't work nights because I am, I'm, I'm an early riser. I wake up early and I am an early to bed. I am useless past 9 p.m. Just absolutely useless. You, I do. I don't work. I turn off. My machine just turns off. But my dad, he worked. He worked um, shifts called twenty eight and twenty eight when he was overseas. He would be gone for twenty eight days and home for twenty eight days. Gone for twenty eight days. Home for twenty eight days. It was more of a thirty and thirty because there's two days of travel. But he, when he was on, it was a twenty four hour thing. I think he had like two two hours to sleep while he was there. And they, it was like these round the clock nocturnal shifts and and then you would take like an hour break a one hour break and then another hour break so you'd really just get two hours of sleep and you would do has that an for, effect on your body i think like he could that. never readjust you know and then and then you're home for for 28 days so you get to like totally readjust but he could never he just by never the time could. you've readjusted you're going back you're going like, straight back and so i, I would hear yeah. him downstairs at like two in the morning just piddling around he was really just trying to keep he, he was just trying to keep that schedule. He was trying to keep yeah. himself up so that he wouldn't have to do that all again, you know, and he was just depriving himself of sleep so he could continue doing his job to the best he could because it was starting to weigh on him. It was like older and older and older. He could, it was harder and harder and harder on the body. But yeah, I'm, I'm not cut out for that. What was that like for you? What were some of the... What were some not of the... very good. It didn't last very long, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Rambo. laughs> but yeah, so like you do a week and you do a week of nights and then you'd come home on Friday so you'd finish Friday maybe early, but you'd still get home at like 11 p.m. Yeah. And then you'd have to go to bed when you got home, which then you're used to being awake. You've adjusted to being awake at that time. Right. Then you've got to wake up on the Saturday. You've got the daytime, the Sunday, but you can't adjust because you're tired in the day. Because you Then you're going back on the Monday. And I was doing that working away myself, so it would be a day of travel. And then yeah, horrible, horrible, horrible for the body, I thought. Personally, and you, you said that it would make you, you found yourself in that period a little more ill, like more. Yeah, all the time, like feeling, yeah, and just like clouded mind. I was just like, didn't know where it was coming or going, you know, I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't advise doing that ever again. I'd rather, I'd rather not, you know, it was a horrible thing. So like you say, was, we'd set off Monday morning early mm-hmm. and then we'd get to the wherever we was going like six hours later and then we'd start work and we'd work right through the night, go to bed. And then you just had to adjust like that. Then on the Friday, we'd get up extra early mm-hmm. to just uh, try and adjust a bit so we could go home a little bit earlier. And then we'd wake up, try and wake up on the Saturday as though it was a normal day, but it never was, do you know? Hmm. What do you think about, this is like a, a thought experiment, but you know, there's some people that ascribe the sun to advancing cellular aging. So anytime that we go out into the sun, I, I talk about the benefits of getting some sunshine on your face, but you know, there is a school of thought where anytime we encounter the sun, it's actually aging us significantly on a cellular level. What if we weren't really meant to be outside in the daytime, but our whole yeah. society and is we're actually set up? nocturnal. Right. <laughs> and we actually should be vampire style where we're like, you know, doing all of our activities in the nighttime and then sleeping during the day. 
I mean, that would be very difficult. It's very difficult for me to even imagine just because everything in life is set up to enjoy. And I love being outside. I really do. But what if, you know, the inversion, the inversion is clear. They want, it's like we're living in an upside down world. So what's up is, <laughs> should be down and what's down, it should be up. And so maybe daytime should be our, our time that we are hidden away. What do you think? Possible. I was, I was actually thinking about this a minute ago as we were talking about it. Quite possibly. And also like vision, maybe the sun, like the sun affects your vision and maybe you would be able to kind of like these animals that can see in the dark. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause they're not out in the day. So they can, yes. they have clear vision in darkness. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the sun, we are, our entire visual acuity, everything that we, at the way that our binocular system, our two eye system operates is trained on our exposure to sunlight. We're Are we not, supposed to squint while we're out and the sun's well, out? Well, I do. I, I've <laughs> yeah. been squinting my whole life like a champ. But, you know, when we're, in the, when we're in utero, who knows what really goes on in there when we're 3D printing humans inside our bellies? Who knows? But, you know, we, it's pure darkness, water, uh, 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 liquid, liquid form. And then, you know, and then we're, we're expelled out and our eyes open for the first time. We see... Usually artificial light since it's in a hospital or something. But what if, yeah, just what if we were never meant to have this direct exposure from birth? I mean, how would we do that? How would we reframe everything to protect ourselves from, from light? Because, you know, ultimately, what we're, when we talk about all of this stuff, deception, distractions, hoaxes, blah, 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 conspiracies, we're talking about false light, essentially. We're talking about... Shadow play. It goes back to Plato's cave. This is this this is everything that we talk about is essentially a, a reanimation of what they told us was happening in in Plato's cave, where we're just seeing the shadows flicker on the wall based on you know false light that someone else is controlling. What if the sun is like false sun. light? Yes, yeah. we like touched China on this last time. China sun. made their own like, fake sun. Yeah. I mean, yes. What is, is that the sun, sun there? false light? I think so. I do. I think so. I think this whole place is a theater set. And upside down. Yeah. In that hole. You know, the, that big that big orb in the sky, that big blinding spotlight is just like a it's just like a, a spotlight on the theater, you know? I think that it's there's something unnatural. There's something to it, definitely. I there's, think so. I think you're right. There's definitely something to it. You know, oh, that the theater set. Uh, the theater okay. set, talking about a theater set, what did you think of Biden on his bike? Oh, well, I thought about it the whole time when I was riding, okay, when I was riding my bike, it just popped into my head. I was like, you better not fall. Don't fall, like, don't don't pull a Biden. But, that, okay, so let's deconstruct that. Before we talk about him falling or whatever, it didn't look like a, an 80-year-old man. No. So many people are saying that. I think that. that was purposely done as well. Like, yes. so we all say, look at that, he it's Jim Perry and all that. He was Jack, the hair, the hair, the muscles. It's just them sunglasses on that you don't even know who it is. Do you know, nobody knows. Hat on, sunglasses. It could be anybody. And it was like, Beep. And he fell off right on the zebra crossing, the black and white. Do you know? <laughs> and if you watch that video, the very first bicycler, the very first cyclist that you see is wearing a purple shirt. Imagine yeah. that. Like, just front and center. Very first shirt you see, and then she goes off to the side, and then here comes Biden. Do, 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 Looks do, do. to me like a cut scene as well from like when we see Biden to when he falls, and then it's yes. like a there's always someone who walks in front of the camera to kind of give a cut scene, um, a transition, an editor's cut, an editor's cut. There's always a body or a tree or something that goes in right in front of the camera, blocking, blocking the view. If you'll notice, if you'll rewatch that video, there's just that split second where he parks the bike and then someone walks in front of the camera. Yeah, and then he falls And off then the he bike. falls and you can't really, yeah, you don't really get to see the full expression back, of that fall. I thought the background just looked different, like the whole shade Ooh. of it. And it kind of looked yeah, to me like scene. those, like we've said those... Because people say green screen, I've seen a lot of people saying green screen, but like I think it's those virtual reality platforms we've talked about before. Where it's like mm. more than a green screen, and it? it's it's more than a green screen, and it the ground, right. everything about it is yes. virtual, everything. I think it's the mixing of the unreal and the real that makes it feel real. So yeah. let's say you know when we say everything's fake, uh, that's that's such a that is 
it does not do justice to what we're talking about. Because in this instance, what, what I think is really happening, exactly as you said, it's a composite. It's a composite, a compilation, a layering of some real elements. Maybe the scene itself it was real. Like that's, a, that's a real bike lane that you can go through. You know, like the actual, it's, the actual scene is not CGI. But maybe the players within it, the people, are layered in. They weren't actually there on that day, and they're just kind of pop. The population of the scene is all is done with, uh, and they could even be real people just from a different time. You know, just a layering in of all these different elements. Disney pioneered this. Disney is famous for this this uh, multi-plane experience where every element of the scene is happening on a different plane entirely. The background is on one plane. The foreground is on another plane. The shading and shadowing is on a different plane. The actual action, you know, the, the yeah. main characters are happening on their own plane. I think that that's actually what we were seeing. It wasn't just one scene. I posted a little clip on this about a year ago. It's up the truck guy, and he's shown you how they, well, I don't know for sure, because he's show you behind the scenes, but that's not mm -hmm. behind the scenes. So yeah, they show yeah. a truck driving, and then in another scene, you have people running, then all of a sudden they cross that over and people are running from the truck. Do you know, yeah. like it's layered over. It's yeah. quite a good video actually how it shows, but it just gives you that kind of idea that they can do that and that nobody has to actually be there. Nobody, nobody actually has to be in there in the same space. Oh my God. Okay, I got definitely got those vibes when Ben Stiller Oh, I was, I'm just about to say that as well. <laughs> the whole, that whole scene seemed unreal. It seemed like two people that were not actually in the same space. And when I say people, let's put that in air quotes. Two characters yeah. that were not two actually actors. in the same, two actors. <laughs> yes. Two actors that were not in the same place and time, that were layered in together to have the appearance that they were meeting they're together. It, what, okay, what was your impression of that? Like, first of all, Ben Stiller? Like, what the yeah, heck? Yeah, why? why? Like, my first impression is like, why? Why would, if there's a war, why would this guy be going there? Do you know, like, ben, an actor of all, do you know what I mean? That, as soon as you see Hollywood actor there, it's kind of finished for me. Like, and another thing, Joe else went there just recently? Boris Johnson was there as well. Was he there with like a parade of other leaders, world leaders? Yeah, that all he, went he there kind for... of went there and he avoided some party gate thing. Oh, that's right. He was still getting he was in trouble. There. And yeah. that was from Corona, basically like an, in the midst of lockdowns, he was having these wild parties, as they so they say. That's just to enrage the public because like, yeah. we're locked down, but you're in there partying. No, that's just And then now he's had um, a sinus operation and everyone's saying it's because he's on the coke and all this stuff. Oh. At well, the parties I and all that. I swear, he does look like he just, every time I see him at the podium, he looks like he just came up from a line. You know, his hair yeah, is every which way. He's sweating profusely. He seems so disheveled. Yeah, this individual is in search of <laughs> some some sort of stimulant. Oh, but oh, that, that reminds me of, there was this whole discussion around Trump of him doing stimul stimulants of some sort because of his erratic speech and behavior and all sorts of things. I mean, there was, this was on like a large podcast I was listening to left leaning, but they were talking about how he was, you know, basically on meth. No, it was Joe Rogan. They were talking about how Trump was all hopped up on. I mean, so it was a big podcast, not left leaning, but whatever, just like huge podcast. And they were talking about how Trump's always seemed to be hopped up on some sort of like meth, like substance, a, a stimulant. And then it kind of went into the discussion of Hitler and supposedly Hitler was always hopped up on meth and stimulants and all this stuff and major, major drug addict. Well, Hitler was just a character. Trump's just a character. What? Boris why are they? And all character. these these embarrassing details. Boris is absolutely a character. You know, if he wasn't a character, his hair would be brushed once. You know, if he was yeah. a real person, they would brush his hair one time, just and once, just once. He's always hair. like shuffling paperwork about and like he's forgetting his lines. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. It's it's, it's it makes uh, his. Care, like they give him like a carefree kind of character, like he's just like yeah. one of us kind just of thing. Yeah. yeah, he's one of us. He's he can barely keep up with the rigors of of po politics because he's just one of us. He's just a guy like one of us. You know, they give them these traits, character traits. That's literally what they're called, a character trait, where they're always exhibiting a certain behavior because it breeds that familiarity with us. They can they can do those little tr those idiosyncrasies. And that will 
whoever's makes playing them real. that, it makes them real. And you know, if you if you, I like I like um, impressionists. You know, people that can do impressions, and they always say like political impression. People that can do a good Obama or people that can do a good you know the president. There's a lot of presidential impressionists. A good Trump. You know, it's kind of hard to do. But what you have to do is you have to find that that thing, that little idiosyncratic thing that they do, whether it's, um, you know, Biden's got his, come on, man, or whatever. You know, they've got yeah. these little th- phrases that they say. And once you find that little hook, you can get into the impression. I'm not a good impressionist, but I, I, I like hearing how it's done, and you've got to find that little hook. And so I think these politicians have these built-in hooks that make them seem real, but also make them highly impressionable. And so if someone else is playing the role, all they have to do is cover those bases of those hooks. Just do this when you talk. Do this with your feet. Shuffle those papers around. Have that hair messed up. And you're Boris Johnson. Bing, bing, boom. Trump doing all this all the time. Oh my God. Totally unnatural. Oh, speaking of unnatural hands, not that I wanted to talk about Bill Gates, but that just reminds me of Bill Gates, how his little puppet hands were always flapping and flailing. Entirely unnatural. He's kind of got out of the spotlight lately. I feel like Not he's heard got, of him for I a long heard, time. I haven't heard hide nor hair of him in a long time. Last last I heard about Bill Gates was when he was gobbling up all the farmland in the United States, and everyone was like, "Oh, you know, he's he's a, the boogeyman's back." It's like, yeah, he's just again, yeah, just a, another another character. But the ben, yeah, the Ben Stiller is the Linsky thing. You're when right. I seen it, it just looks fake. Do you know, like he just oh it God. just looks, and I can't. I don't see Zelensky as like a proper person either. Do you know, mm-hmm. obviously not, but. So when you see them together with Hollywood, it's just like they're letting you, they're kind of telling you, I feel like it is. No, he's never changed shirts, Zelensky. He's still wearing that. All the way through. It's that. And if you Google image him, every single picture is in green all the way down. It's like, does he not have another shirt or is, it's Just the one, Rambo. It's just just that army looking shirt to make him look like he's on the front lines. I know. It's not even, he's like wearing the trainer, you know, those Nike running shoes and cargo pants. It's, it's, it's a poor appropriation of military style. It's not even military fatigue. It's not even real military get People still think he's a hero though. Do you know? Oh yeah. People are going crazy. There's still Ukraine flags waving all over my neighborhood. Same. I am just Everywhere. waiting. I actually was going to start taking pictures of them. I'm just waiting for the next flag to fly. Like, what is the next thing that everyone's going to... What is going to make people take down their Ukraine flags and replace it? What's it going to be? At the minute, over it's pride flags everywhere. Oh, we've got those The too. rainbow. Yeah, we've got those The rainbow. Yeah. Everywhere you look. So I was having this little conversation. I thought, if my son, like, just said, Dad, could, I really like rainbows. Can you have a rainbow shirt? He can't because it's like a political division tool, right. you know, and he doesn't know that, but he can't have one because he doesn't know there's a meaning. If you have a rainbow, it means something. Right. <laughs> just They've taken rainbows, the most ubiquitous you know? symbol. Like literally everything is a rainbow. We just can't always yeah. see it. Like any light coming into our eyes is, is, is carrying the full visual light spectrum. It's the full rainbow. It's just expressed in different ways with things that we see. And- it's, a div- it's a, just a symbol of division, and uh, like we've talked about it before. I don't polarization, care who you're division, sex. and I don't polarization. Care. Uh, nobody yeah. cares who you're having sex with, and that community wouldn't exist without the straight community. Right? <laughs> Get me? And nothing against anything, but it just like gets pushed every time I go on Twitter. It's just like everywhere I look. It's like I don't. It doesn't bother me at all, but it bothers me that it's being forced, forced upon me. And if you, yeah, if you don't kind of take note then you're a phobic do you know what I mean like I just like, ignore this right. I kind of just ignore it if I can do it. same with the Ukraine flag but at the minute that's kind of took out in every window down my street here there's rainbow flags and some people aren't even getting that do you know what I mean they're right just they're just showing yeah, showing yeah. support for the yeah I've got two neighbors across the street one is a gay couple and the next door is just is a, a family and they're just flying their flag in solidarity of people next Ooh. door just to show them that they support and you know, I don't. It really doesn't matter. Absolutely what no you have, problem what with sexual what you want to do. Yeah, what, yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want. Gay, <laughs> straight, like, whatever. It, it does. Yeah. It really weighs nothing on the public but at large. What same we, with like the BLM flags and all this stuff. It, it's again a division. Oh, yeah. But the people who are supporting this flag and standing under the flag, they can't see that they're then being separated from everybody else. 
And they're then in their own little group that they have to defend without realizing they're kind of boxed off under it that. It almost flag. furthers the oppression. I will say there was a time in this country and every country where you were not allowed to be gay. You were not allowed to say, I'm, I'm gay. Like there weren't even words for it. Not that long ago, Rambo, there weren't even these words. There, weren't, there wasn't a word for homosexual. There wasn't a word for this type of thing. It, it, not saying it didn't exist. I'm, there's always been, for, for as long as we've been here, which I don't think is that long, there's always been a rainbow of sexual preferences. You know, and sometimes- They also I used the rainbow lifetime, though. For COVID over here, they used the rainbow <gasps> oh, as a symbol of the NHS. Yes. Yes, I remember when they were putting those rainbow, when kids were drawing those rainbow little drawings over, and putting, yeah. them, mm-hmm, putting those up on the windows during COVID. That was a uniquely UK thing, I think. But I mean, it goes back, like, I, I do think that at this moment right now, we're, we have extreme and absolute freedom. And, and many, there's very, very few people who are actually oppressed in the way that they cannot live their life in the way that they would like to. We let everyone, like freak flags are flying, but we're acting as if we've never been more divided and oppressed when in reality we have more freedom than we ever have. Let's do, let's decouple this conversation from lockdowns and cause that's not freedom. You know, we, 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 so, but I'm talking about freedom to make personal choices based on your innate preference. You can do that. You really can lead whatever life you desire these days. There's an avenue for that. There's an, there's an avenue for that and there's a community for that. And just do you do you, boo-boo. Yeah. But the, 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 the constant conversation around the oppression, around the divisiveness, I mean, I do think that the rainbow represents the polarization, represents the uh, opposition on one side of the rainbow is, you know, the rainbow represents the full light spectrum and the two polar opposites on either end you know, when we talk about the wrapping of the rainbow and then you get purple and blah, 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 blah. I won't get them to go into purples this time. But I do think that what the rainbow ultimately represents is the capacity for polarization. And that is division. There's power in the polarization. There's power in keeping us believing that we are on opposite sides. We're really not. I think everyone it's is a lot more united. race stuff as well, and it? It's kind of like... Yeah. It mainly exists on TV. I I mainly see it on TV, the yeah. race stuff, you know, on, on the news and whatever. But like, there's a footballer today, right? He's called Gary Lineker. Mm-hmm. He's come out today. He's getting a load of stick for it. <laughs> and he's he's obviously he works for the BBC and stuff, so he's in the club. And he's he's a white guy, and he's come out and said, "Cause I have a tanned complexion, I suffered racism as a footballer." What? Yeah, it's actually in the news now. He's he's suffered racism as a footballer because he has a tanned complexion but he's white do you remember rachel dozal pushing that no 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 there was there was a, a white woman in the united states who was passing as a black woman she wanted to she was identifying as a as a black woman and she she was born white she had white parents but she, for whatever reason in her life, decided, I think it's all a hoax and a ploy, I think that she's a character, just to kind of get this conversation started. But she truly identified as a black person. She was living as a black person. She was like the president of the NAACP chapter in her town. And NAACP is an organization specifically for African Americans. And she, once it was discovered, and she had like a fro, you know, she would she she tanned her skin in a way, she put her, she wore makeup in such a way, she fixed her hair in such a way, and she she basically did everything that she could to identify and visually pass as, she was like transracial. She was like a trans, she was a tranny. She was a racial tranny. And she got raked over the coals for that. She was ahead of her time. This is like maybe 10 years ago. She was absolutely ahead of her time. Because now, I think that, that type of thing might just be, <laughs> Celebrated. I mean, we, we have trans everything now. Why not transracial? Why not identify as another race? race well, you is- can. You can identify as whatever you want. You know, so like you said then, probably as free as we can be. <laughs> could be whatever the hell you want. Anything. How the mainstream, like, kind of use things, though, to make this a division? Like, with the swimmer the other week, there was this swimmer woman one there who was actually a man and stuff. And that then yeah. triggers people who are not in, not as open-minded to everything as we are and to kind of, a, well, that can't, 
obviously it shouldn't happen, but it gets people mad. And there was one the other day and it was um, an MMA fight in one championship, which is this massive organization for fighting. And there was a transgender woman fighting a woman and she knocked her out and everyone's like, it's normal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then they put that out online and everyone's going mad. Do you know what I mean? And then that further makes it more of an issue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a bit mad. It's, it is I might a little post insane. That in a bit. It's a bit, honestly, it's that, that MMA fight, it was clearly a man versus a woman. <laughs> and in what world is that okay? You know, we're making that seem. In this world. In this world. <laughs> yes. We're. We're moving backwards. In we're moving timeline. backwards. Yeah, we're we're devolving. We're de- we're 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 devolving what it means to be human. We're not progressing. It seems like it seems like we're regressing. Like we're, yeah, it seems like we're you know that they say one step forward, eighty so, steps back. Yeah. <laughs> so what we seem to be doing. But no, but in the doing that, people there's people out there that are actually in support of this UFC. No, it wasn't the UFC, but it's like yeah. the MMA. It, there's people in support of, yeah, well, it is a woman. It is Joe. Yeah, they're, that's but, yeah. Are, they, are they real people arguing that point? Can people really agree that that man who just beat Ooh, that woman good question. on TV? Is there a real person out there that can justify that as... Right. I don't think so. Or are we just told there is this loud, small but loud contingency... That that vehemently agrees, you know, that they should have men beating up women, or you know, men lapping women in the pool. It's it's insane to think that, and the people are like, "There's no difference between a man and a woman," you know. It's, it's, like, like, it's, it's fucking, we're living in an insane world right now. It it's does in, seem it a little insane. insane. It does oh. seem to be a little insane. We've approached. What I believe, we, we are living right now in the theater of the absurd. It makes zero sense for, once you realize you're in the audience and once you see the theater curtains, you, it just, I mean, we're, it's a clown show. It's a clown show up there. There needs to be a cleansing. I feel like there needs to be a cleansing of the air to stop this going. And it, this, not even just that, that topic, just everything just seems to be going out of control. And it feels like we like all this fake stuff. What we see is fake. Or no, I feel like I know it's fake. Everything yeah. we see on TV, everything we see on the internet, it's all fake. And it's all to like trigger us. But it's actually coming into real life because everyone's believing it. People are offended by everything. People are stuck up their own ass. Do you know what I mean? It needs to, something needs to. Burn it all down, Rainbow. It. The world Burn needs humbling down. right now. Yeah, like, we need this. To we need to be, be like, leveled. Yeah, something needs, something needs to happen because it, it, it's building up. And every time we say it, it's like, we're at, a, but we're at boiling point. I feel like the world is at boiling point all Ooh, around. I love that. Yeah, I love that. You're right. I think that there is a, a, uh, a, a simmering. We've been slowly simmering for a while. And now we've yeah, essentially reached a full, a full boil. And we do. We need... Um, we need the fake apocalypse to come now and saw all these NPCs out. I love out. it. I love it. You know, and the word apocalypse, this is one of my favorite things. Whenever we hear the word apocalypse, we think fiery destruction, fiery crash, d- d- dismantling and, and clearing of everything and, and, and total total chaos and all that stuff. Apocalypse doesn't mean that. Apocalypse just means to uncover or reveal. Yeah. To uncover or reveal. And I think and that we are living in revelations right now. I yeah, think we're we living. are. We I believe that I do believe that, and I'm not like into the Bible or anything, but I do feel there's something to that word, like revelations. You yeah. know, I think so. I think that, and I'm with you. I don't ascribe to a, a particular modern religion or any religion, but I do find that certain religious texts, the Bible being front and center, there are some great truths, some deep truths yeah. embedded in there. Kind of like Q, the whole As Q As in thing. everything. Yeah, there's, yeah. Truths in ev- there's truths in the news. If you watch the news, there's truths oh, yeah. in everything. They tell you the truth <sighs> all the time. They're all they're always telling you it's not real. It's just mm. how you Yeah, they, they, that, they always you know? tell us the like, truth. They always yeah. do tell us the truth is whether or not we can see it right in front of our faces. But I love what you said about like kind of clearing everything out, just like taking it all down to the <laughs> ground and just t- totally starting over. Because that reminds me of what the news yesterday... Uvalde, 
the Ubaldi school, they're going to demo it. They're going to, they're yeah, going to, yeah, I said that Gemma when I said they were talking mm-hmm. about demolishing it literally mm-hmm. the day after. We talked about that last time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then they announced it. And you know, that is 50 shades of Sandy Hook because Sandy Hook right after demolished it that got as well, demolished yeah. and everyone's like, Oh, they're demolishing it to hide the evidence. No, it's yeah, that's a likely story. And that's what's going to be implanted in the minds is they're just trying to hide the evidence, get rid of everything. What they're attempting to do with the demolishing of it, the taking it down, is they are reinforcing that something so bad happened within those walls. It must be taken down. It must be cleared over. There's no put way. Put a memorial up so you remember it forever. Up, more memo- yeah. Nothing happened in that school other than theatrics. Nothing happened. It's all theater. This, I mean, if you... You don't have to believe anything that we say. Just go read the news articles coming out right now, y'all. It is. It makes zero sense. The time, the official narrative has changed every which way till Sunday. They can't keep their story straight. There's a whole thing for many weeks about they needing to find certain. They couldn't get into the classroom for over an hour because they needed to find keys. They couldn't find the right keys. The door wasn't even locked. The, the, come to find out now, there was no lock on the door. The door was actually open. <laughs> the door was actually ajar. It couldn't even close. N- none of these details are even real. more and more ridiculous by the day. And I feel like... Absurd. When, Absurd. Yeah, so when like, we first got into like this scene, everything was absolutely fake. It's like maybe like I've got... like I've, I've not lost interest. I'm actually looking at getting right back into social media very soon. Like I feel like I've had a little break now and I'm ready to get back in. And I keep looking yeah. for like what I'm going to grab onto. And I'm like, I feel like I just we were repeating what I was repeating It'll last find year. you. It'll yeah. find you. It usually does. I, I'm doing that as well. I'm taking a little bit of a step back. I'm not as active on Twitter or Insta I, just for the past week or so. But the Uvalde, the, the demoing of the school, when I read that article, it just, it just set something off inside of me. And I just, you know, I did a little Twitter or not Twitter. Yeah, I did a Twitter thing and an Insta thing on it just to reiterate that we've been here before. We've seen this play before. We, it wasn't real then. It's not real now. Real now. It's a template. It, this, this whole exercise is a template of previous trauma, but the trauma is it's it's a but it's, it still works to the average thing yes. so they, they're just basically the they're trick. not break they're not changing what's not they're not fixing what isn't broken they just but keep on more and more rambo more and more people are coming are. online to the understanding the the kernel of recognition that what we are being presented is not true is not real. That little kernel is is taking hold. Is 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 taking seed in the minds of so many more than 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 ever than and ever. I I, when we were talking about this stuff in twenty twenty, cleansing. Was, yeah, this is part of the cleansing. There's, I think there's a time limit on who's going to come online and who isn't. Yeah. Like. And we've talked about this. Is everybody capable of coming online to this type They're of not stuff? Not supposed to be. I don't, I don't think, think so. everyone That's around okay. us is real anyway. Do you know? Yeah. I don't think everybody around us is real. And Les said something interesting. I thought maybe these people, whoever's the controllers are doing this, is to keep the NPCs in check. <laughs> Do you know what oh, I mean? Like, yeah. And stop them just turning on us. Do you know? It's <laughs> keep them invested in these ridiculous things instead. Do you know what I mean? It's. Yeah, you know, Les always summer. has the best thoughts. Yes, good out. He does, he really does. He really does, um, this, Yeah, it's, I'm living amongst, I don't know if I, they're NPCs, demons, I don't know, but we're living, I'm living amongst them all around. All around. It does seem to be like an automaton, you know, that they are just programmed through the airwaves. It's almost like a computer system where they get their inputs in the morning from the news or whatever, you know, wherever you get your, your, and then they react in a predictable programmed way for the yeah. rest of the day or week or month or year Even or whatever, what can, have you. I can predict myself how a certain person around me will react to a story that's just come. I, I, I can already see, like mm-hmm. I can see the people who are scared of what comes out the TV and stuff. You know, you can see and yeah, how they're going like to react. It's like a dog whistle. It's like a dog whistle. You, we can't hear it. We are immune to it. We, I can't, I can't hear a dog whistle, uh, from from my frequency, but those 
those dogs sure can, you know? Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like the news is a dog whistle for NPCs. We have immuned ourselves from that frequency, so it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other. I mean, I do listen to the news and I read the newspaper just to kind of keep yeah. abreast of what is top of mind within the mainstream narrative. I want to hear how they're describing these. Again, because we'll find the truth. The truth is out there. They, they tell us the truth. They basically right show us how Right in your face. I feel like right when I'm watching the news, I see the truth straight away. Do you know, yeah. like, starting it's bullshit straight away. <laughs> Number one, bullshit. bullshit. Number yeah. two, fake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you're right. Act people, yeah, like, number three, like, yeah, man, man in a mask. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it's, I feel like that's what's kind of drained me out of social media at the minute. It's just becoming, ob- it's so obvious, do you know painfully what I mean? Like, obvious. Painfully obvious. Painfully obvious to the point where sometimes I'm like, do I really need to write this now and say this is fake again? But I'm waiting for something to get me back in and ready and waiting to get back on. It'll hit you. Because- it'll be something that's personalized for you. Yeah. You know, in many ways, it'll be something that, that captures your interest and you're in something that just like. So, I mean, we can't all right be interested in the kind of same stuff as well. Like some people have had a few messages. I might like to look at this or look at this because it doesn't interest me. I, I'm only interested right. in, not that I'm not open to be, but if it doesn't. Right. You know, that, that's light so something interesting. inside me then. You're right. Like there's there's certain things that will capture, captivate my interest and my attention. And other things that I, even though they are interesting, arguably interesting, yeah. I they just do not captivate me. And you're yeah. right. We all have our own triggers, our own bellwethers, our own little... Uh, the, the the carrot, you know, the, oh, the back we've already head. covered that in a different template. So like it we feels too familiar to us, even though it's yeah. a different story, but I've same. been there, done that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's been my problem with it. I feel like I've covered a lot of the stuff that is happening again now. Do you know what I mean? Like, but it's just a different story, but same we've covered the war. I mean, again, shout out to Les with the whole Ukraine theater, you know, without him. We got a front row view to how fake it was. And so everything past that point, even though I I knew it, it, it was false, and I know I, I have a theory on, on all wars being theatrical, but for him to actually be there and show that to us firsthand, that was really special. And that solidified within me, you know, we're on the right track. We 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 are on, we're shining our lens, we're looking through the right lens, you know. And so it kind of it made the war tired to me. Once once he, with absolution, proved that it was theatrics, that was enough for me. And I just I can't give I can't give any interest. I don't even want to talk about the war. We talked about like the Zelensky Ben Stiller thing because that's just absurd. It's They're letting it's, us it's know even silly. more. It's it's silly, fake. yeah. It's yeah. very it's very very silly. But but I have no interest in the war, even though it's interesting. I just don't want to I don't want to cover how fake it is anymore. You know, I, don't, I, I so that's one of the examples of things that are that that are right in our wheelhouse, but I've lost the ability to, to care about it. And therefore it doesn't do me any good to like point things out anymore. I'm They're just not done giving us any videos of like bombs. Remember when it originally happened, yeah. like kids screaming and rockets firing well, into the house. Well, they showed us the holiday pictures. Yeah. Everyone's just frolicking on the beach. The it's, it's a. Uh... Just headlines now, nothing mm-hmm. else really. There's not many videos and I've still not seen a, actual video of a fight in the street like like shooting each other all this time i've not seen it the war has absolutely lost steam at least in my uh, in my book i i do think that we are going to come to a very quiet exit of the war narrative i mean actually i was looking on the new york times front page and for the past couple of months really since april the front page news story has always been something about the war and the last time i looked at the front page uh, newyorktimes.com I actually had to scroll quite a bit, and I only found this tiny little sidebar about Ukraine, about the war in Ukraine, and that alerts me to the fact that the mainstream has realized and recognized that the holding power has diminished. Losing, yeah. It's losing power. Losing steam, losing power. Let's go on to the next thing. Actually, I'm kind of curious. What is the front page of the New York Times right now? Okay, so they're back to the gun, the gun narrative. The, the back, you know, with with the Uvalde shooting. That's uh, oh, January sixth. The whole fake uh, insurrection. That's that's front and center. Just need to hurry up and bring the aliens. <laughs> bring the exactly. aliens. I think that the aliens are going to be. They always have been. 
this last ditch effort for fear, unification by fear. You know, like I think if they all, if they want us to all get on the same page, because we are pretty divided and some people believe X and some people believe Y, and there seems to be a widening chasm between who believes what and why. And I think that if they do want an immediate unifier, 9-11 essentially acted as that, like it unified the country and we were all patriots together after, you know, the yeah. years after 9-11, there was an extreme level of patriotism and we... We're begging for protection. We were begging for these new laws to be, you know, enacted on the books that took away all of our freedoms. We were just begging for it because we needed the savior figure. And I think that if they want to unify us in this way, again, it's going to have to be extreme. It's going to be bigger. It's going to have to be bigger, bigger than Bigger and better. Yeah. What's bigger than better than 9-11? Than, what's aliens. bigger better than CGI planes than CGI aliens? UFOs, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope so. Um, that'll definitely get me back in. <laughs> oh, yeah. If the aliens come, Rambo is back in action for in. sure. Well, this was a good one. I wanted to do some listener questions, but we've gone over an hour. Let's do an episode where we just cover listener questions on another yeah. one, and then we can focus on those because we've got some great questions that came in on the Patreon. Yeah, I've been and looking the at them, yeah. I yeah, awesome. So we'll record a separate one for those, but... This is a good one. Let's just keep our eye out. And Rainbow, keep resting. Just rest your mind. It'll rest come to you. Rest until it comes to me, yeah. It's... It'll come to you in a burst. They, they, that's how it comes to me. And it usually happens after it takes a period of rest. Yeah. yeah. Like a big burst of inspiration. So we'll all keep our eyes out. Well, this is a good one. We'll talk... Take care.